Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Become Fire podcast. This is podcast number one. Become Fire podcast is a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to know more about us, go to www.becomefire.faith. Um, if you've got any suggestions for episodes, questions you'd like answered, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, on the same website, www.becomefire.faith, you can click on the Contact Us tab, and there should be a form there you could find. Also, if you feel called to support us in any way, too, right next to the website is little donate button you can click that as well i am dan francis ballinger i am joined today um by um my two priest compatriots and bosses uh we have father anthony tinker and father peter Teresa mcconnell so uh say hello everyone hey everybody glad to have you here hello all right. Very cool. So uh, this podcast uh, is being recorded uh, and is going to come out um, just at the beginning of a, perhaps just after um, Advent and right around Thanksgiving of 2020. Um, and so, um, fathers, I genuinely love the weather in Arizona. I mean, I would say, so Father Anthony, you've lived here longer. Father Peter Teresa, you were away at school for a bit of it. But so like November to May, or I see November to April is like what we live for. It's like, this is what we just send postcards to people about, right? This is why you have to live here. Like it's like 70 degrees during the day, 40, about 45, 50 degrees at night. Like this is what, this is like a, a, uh, Northeastern U S like may day basically. So like, how, how has that been? How has the weather been different from you, from where you, you came from? So I love Phoenix winter. This has been, uh, uh, one of the, the gifts of, of being, moving down to Phoenix, especially after doing seminary in Detroit for, for two winters. Uh, and we had like the polar vortex come through the one time <laughs> and it was literally like minus 20 degrees outside and, and scraping ice off your car. So this is, uh, this is a major win. I will, uh, I'm gladly, gladly will be an adopted Phoenician for sure. You will sing, we sing the praises of this time. This is our glorious time. Now, Father Anthony, you're a Texan. So how does this compare? Phoenix is, it, I mean, this is why people live here. It's paradise. This, this, is, this is great weather. Um, Texas, we got a little bit colder, much better than Pennsylvania. I lived in Pennsylvania for a number of years and Washington, D.C. for winters. Um, I found it miserable. So I'm happy to be out of the snow. I do not miss white Christmases. <laughs> uh, I love winter in Phoenix. So yes, all those uh, who are not in Phoenix, um, be jealous because this is indeed the glory. This is why we, we have to endure the summer to get here, but we love it this time of year. Amen. So, uh, and I'm a, I'm a Massachusetts boy, so, but I, I've been here longer than everybody. I've been here for about 15 years. So, uh, we're, we're kind of, uh, used to it if that's even a thing. Um, lot, lots of transplants here. So man, this has been quite a season. Yeah. Uh, of, of life, uh, in America season in the church, we're just coming out of a very tumultuous election season. And we're going into Advent. Now, the problem is, is I don't think that Lent 2020 has actually ended yet, right? <laughs> like we're is, still in Lent. Yeah. I remember Bishop during Lent was like, well, the Lord is giving us our fasting for Lent this year. <laughs> this is the Lentiest Lent that ever Lented. Yeah, I think I heard somebody say that. That's, that's fantastic. A good, good observation. So, um, but now we're, we're moving into Advent. Um, some parts of the country, uh, some of you that may be listening, uh, you may be in a place where gosh, maybe you haven't been able to go back to church yet. Um, obviously here in Phoenix, and I, and I know our um, friends and community up in the Archdiocese of Detroit, uh, it's been kind of a blended thing with some restrictions, obviously, uh, some safety things uh, in mind. You know, we're just kind of getting back now. Um, but 
so probably one big question that a, a lot of us have, um, gosh, even lay people and some, you know, religious and, and priests that, that listen to this is, um, so coming out of what we just come out of, um, what's the significance of the Advent season and how it relates to the context that we find ourselves in now? I think I love liturgical seasons. So uh, it, they're my favorite times of the year. It's just, it, it breaks it up. I even like ordinary time, but the reason I like ordinary time is because there's other seasons. And, and Advent is, is a beautiful time. Why? Well, because uh, well, it's from the Latin word Adventus, and it means coming, right? Because we're remembering Jesus Christ coming. It's also the beginning of the liturgical year. So if 2020 was hard for you, good news, liturgical year over. That's right, it's we're the new year. We're starting a new liturgical year. There's a new year in the church. We're starting something new, and we're preparing for Jesus' coming. It's a time of preparation, a time for his coming. And the great time about these liturgical seasons, especially Advent as a time of preparation, is to say, you know what? I'm going to get ready. And just like an athlete wants to get ready, you have to, you have to work out, you have to run, you have to prepare your body, you have to prepare yourself. We're doing that for our spirit. We're doing that for our soul. So all the stuff that's happened, all the difficulties, all the struggles, we say, okay, you know what? These are all going to be opportunities, those hard practices, those difficult days for me to, to prepare myself for Jesus' coming. One, at Christmas itself, because Advent has two meanings. We talk about the initial fulfillment that Jesus came as a little child, but it's also it's a pointing towards Jesus is coming again. We're, we are getting ready for, for his coming again or are just are meeting him when we die that there's, there's a preparation that occurs. And so Advent reminds us of that. Yeah, I think what you said about the liturgical year is, I think it's just really, really helpful. And, and I love the liturgical seasons as well. Uh, I love Advent. I love uh, walking into the church and you're seeing the, the different liturgical color for, for purple for Advent. And, and, um, and I think Advent in our current context of, of everything that we've just endured since the pandemic broke back in, Jeez, what was it, March now? And, uh, and so, and then everything that happened the, the, the summer and things are happening in the church and um, the election season and, and it just, 2020 just keeps getting crazier, crazier and crazier. And I think what is one of the gifts of the liturgical year um, and the liturgical seasons is that now all of a sudden the church gives us this thing to, to just refocus ourselves. Um, that, okay, now we're, we're, we're going to take these four weeks of Advent to really just focus on what's really important. Um, and, and, and yeah, we've been going through through ordinary time and all of that finished and, and now it's okay. The, the, the church as a good mother, as a good teacher says, okay, let's, let's take some intentional time and let's just really, really focus on the one thing that matters, which is, which is our Lord and Savior, which is Jesus Christ. And so we have this beautiful gift of Advent to reflect upon, like you're saying, the two comings. Um, but, but I think maybe to answer the question, you know, how do we, what do we do in, in this current context is that, um, is that the church gives us this time and, and to be intentional about it, um, to really enter into the season of Advent, to prepare our hearts uh, for that coming and just to really refocus on, on what really, really matters right now. Yeah, that, that's, um, I, I love this. So as a lay person, um, so Advent for me, I, I just, I, so I love the, and I'm also a liturgical musician, right? So I, I love that you talk about liturgy, like you just make uh, all the, the fur on my body stand on end, <laughs> just thinking about that. Um, and so um, th this time of, of, the, of the waiting, and so I think a lot of us feel like, gosh, there's been a great amount of waiting already. Um, 
and uh, so we jokingly I, I jokingly talk about how sort of lent never ended yeah. um but it's interesting how um gosh if if almost as if metaphorically speaking the, those two seasons have blended into one another um and i think that it's given us um i know for me personally a lot of people i've talked to um it's given her you know a, a, this new opportunity um you know even gosh to have time to re reflect on certain things related to how am i practicing my faith um in public if and when that's possible how am i practicing it at home um, with my family things like that so um how would you uh say fathers um, would be some good and practical ways that we can prepare our hearts for this most unique advent oh that's a really important question especially right now when a lot of us, you know, for a time, and even some till today, went digital with the mass. Yeah. Right. And so there's this whole, for a lot of people, new sense in what worship means, what prayer means, or at least how it's practiced in the day to day, which is why Advent, again, we talk about this new liturgical season, this new time. It's so important that every day there's a recognition that this time is different. This time is preparation. And, and a few things that come off the top of my head. First is, it is a penitential season. It's a time of fasting, right? And, and so we as friars, we're going to do water for Advent, which means so nothing, no, no coffee, which would be harder for some than others. As I, as I sip my coffee mug right now, this is a pre-Advent yeah. recording, so I'm getting my, exactly. my coffee uh, drinking um, in now. <laughs> you know, no, no teas. Uh, guys are big on the, the shakes, you know, that kind of stuff, um, the protein shakes. So we're going to cut it off. And why? Why do we do stuff like that? It's not just to make ourselves suffer. It's a daily reminder. This is different. A daily, when you wake up and you're not having that cup of coffee, that cup of tea, you're saying, oh, wait, this, what, this, this time is different than, than the other times of the year. It's a, it's a continual reminder. And for, for our uh, people out there who are listening, I encourage you to do something. Join us in that fast. Do something as a family. But something you can remember every single day. Think, and oh, Please. I just to kind of... I think... Fasting in a particular way, I think, is a really good way to connect us with the season, um, especially so given our current context, we were just talking about so much of the church, so much of the world has gone online and gone virtual. Everyone's got like Zoom meetings at work. Uh, we're, we're live streaming church services throughout the week and on Sundays. And, and, and that's been a gift in many ways, but it, it, it does serve as like a buffer um, to the, the reality where we're not in the church building and, and things of that nature. And so I think fasting, as you were just talking about in the fast that, that we're going to, to, to do as a community, is a way all of a sudden to connect us back to the real and to the natural, um, where, where, yeah, like I'm going to want my coffee, <laughs> you know, before prayer in the morning. And, uh, Especially as it is going to get a little colder in Phoenix, and it would be really nice to have a, a warm beverage. You just drink hot water. Yeah, that's right. We'll do some some Franciscan coffee, just some hot water, and uh, <laughs> trademark. That's right. Yeah. But uh, but 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 it gets us back into to our bodies, into 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 the real world, and not a virtual world. And and you do actually feel the the pang of it, um, the the long of it, which. Which I think is also then a really, really, really good way to prepare for Christmas because what are we celebrating? We're celebrating Christ taking on a human body, um, Christ becoming incarnate, Jesus becoming one of us. And so I think it's a way for us to get in touch with our own humanities, uh, our own bodies, praying in a very physical way, 
to then prepare for that that first coming that you talked about, um, Jesus coming at Christmas, but then also to do penance to prepare for his second coming, or he will come at the end of time, which um, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Amen. 2020. Come Lord Jesus. <laughs> and then, then add, so the second part I, I want to emphasize, for your day-to-day, right, the fasting and then the prayer. Because every day, and so um, my mother, we did the Advent wreath and the Jesse tree every single day. And, and I was one of those kids, to all your parents out there, I was one of those kids who like rolled my eyes a little bit. Like, I mean, when you're a little kid, you want to light the candle. That was like my favorite part, you know, and you like put it on. But as you get older, you're like, roll your eyes, you're in high school, like, oh goodness. But looking back, I'm so thankful to my mother that these devotionals, because it set aside the season and, and it, it, that daily, like, no, we're going to stop as a family, the whole family, get off your Zoom meetings, get off your classes, whatever, pick the time. It has to be early, wake all the kids up. If it's got to be late, let's stay up a little later. <laughs> there's, an, you know? there's an advent penance for you. There's an advent penance yeah. for you. But you take the time as a family and you sit around and you light the candle, right? And you say the prayer. There's lots of great books out there, resources. You pray a prayer together, um, reminding yourselves of this hope. It's, it's a buildup. Um, and with the Advent wreath, which we do that at our church as well. And then also the Jesse tree. If you haven't heard about this, I love the Jesse tree devotion. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do we, well, other podcasts. We've got four of these coming. We can talk more about it. But we're coming from Isaiah 11.1. 1, a shoot shall come out of the stalk of Jesse, and mm. a branch shall go out of his roots. And it's a daily kind of talking about the biblical Old Testament roots of the coming of Christ, right? The foreshadowing of him. And, and it's every day, it's getting that, that scripture, like there was this time of preparation for the Israelite people, just like we, we, we're preparing right now for the coming of Jesus. Yeah. The Israelites, for thousands of years, as a people, were preparing for the coming of the Messiah, right? And, and this was all fulfilled. Jesus is the fulfillment of all these Old Testament prophecies. And this is getting the scriptures in a fun way, in a beautiful way, into your kids. So we got to get prayer. And again, this is a daily thing, every day. This is different. And even those final thing, those little calendars, you just open up one every day and they have a little verse, even those little small things, one yeah. a day. It, they, these are ways the kids get involved. And, and, and then us, us as well. This is different, right? Because Christmas, uh, Advent can just become Christmas early. Right, right, right. right. We're the Christmas hymns, we have our Christmas parties. Right? And the fact that we don't have all that this year actually can be really helpful because it can enter into Advent. No, I was, I must confess, I was listening to a Christmas song this morning as I was driving to say Mass for the Sisters. So I need to... Uh postpone Christmas, keep Christmas and Christmas and, and, and let Advent be Advent. But no, you make a really good point that, um, that one of the things that this pandemic has done in celebrating Advent in 2020 is that, um, is that we are home, that we're home now. And, uh, and, um, and so that we can gather as a family, um, and, and do something that, um, intentional to, to mark the season. Um, and that, no, those are really, really important things. I mean, I still remember just the um, just the impact that that it had on me as a kid, and and maybe can't even articulate the grace that 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 did and and helped me in my my vocation and my walk with the Lord. But um, those are just beautiful times that where we come together as a family to to remember the season. Um, and 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 we're if we're preparing together as a family for Christmas, um, that that just how much the Lord is going to bless that and, and how much more um, fruitful spiritually um, December 25th will be as a family together that, that when you go to midnight mass or you go to mass Christmas morning or, or you watch it online, that, um, that your heart will be ready, that your heart will be ready and that, that you won't be fatigued by, by Christmas already and ready for Christmas to be end over, but you'll be, um, your heart will be prepared to, to celebrate Christmas. Hmm. No, that's, that's very 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 good um 
So yes, and, and I, I've I've noticed with that too. So even though largely, you know, and this could be another podcast by itself. A lot of our, our beautiful um, Catholic traditions um, and holidays, of course, have been secularized, and it's it's been an interesting thing too. Um, I know um, you fathers are mostly um, you know here on on the res. Um, sort of in the, in the neighborhoods and the rest of the valley, people have had their Christmas stuff up since, uh, you know, like the day after Halloween. And it's, it's this interesting thing where um, people often associate goodness with what the world calls the holiday season, right? Um, what, what we know is at the Advent and, and the Christmas season, and obviously being two separate things with the same goal. Um, you know, one avoiding, one of celebration, but it's the same Jesus. Um, but it's interesting to me how, even in a secular sense, people are just so much more than ever chomping at the bit for that that goodness of the incarnation, whether they realize it or not. Isn't that interesting? And you're never going to get there without Christ. Yeah. This is the problem. I yeah. think in a deeper way, th- this is so important because this Advent can either be the best Advent of your life or the worst Advent mm, of yeah. your life. Because we're talking about a time where people think isolated, they're feeling mm-hmm. alone, yeah. they're feeling depressed, and 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 if we put all our hope in all the secular stuff, yeah. like I've got my Christmas stuff up, I'll, uh, the, everybody feels good at Christmas, right? Christmas is like high depression, right, for a lot of people, yeah. right? This holiday be, will be without a loved one for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, this holiday will be uh, a time where you're not going to be able to get together as family. The family traditions you normally have, especially if a big family gathering, you may not be able to have, right? So all this stuff that's kind of been taken away like it, it could be if you put your hope in that stuff, mm-hmm. you're gonna have you're gonna be depressed even more than maybe you already are because of the isolation. Mm-hmm. Which is why Christ has to be Dan, like you just said, Christ has to be the center of Christmas. It's gotta be our hope's gotta be in the incarnation. It's gotta be pointed because he's the one who fulfills. He's the one who satisfies. And I love um, I love that stuff. Christmas decorations are awesome. I love Christmas yeah. lights. I yeah. drive around to look at them. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Uh, thank you to all you who decorate your houses so yeah, nice. Right. Uh, you make me happy. I love the season. I do get hopeful. I listen to Christmas music before Christmas because it makes me happy. <laughs> you know, this is, uh, I, I enter into that joy. Yeah. Right. But for me, it's joy because I know Christ. Mm-hmm. Because my hope is in, and I know that when he comes on Christmas day, my heart is satisfied because I know I'm going to be see him face to face. He who became man has redeemed me that I can go to see him, that I can become like mm-hmm. him. Um, so this is really important because I think a lot of people, they're, they're, they're so depressed. They're putting all their hope, they're all, all their eggs in one basket. Hoping that the the, the season, the, the 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 joy of the season will make me feel better. And that's just not gonna happen. The, I mean, it will if you know Jesus. Right. If you point right. to him. But if you put it in the hope of the things of this world, it's gonna fall apart. Yeah. I think that that we want that. We want the joy of Christmas. We want the uh and and we're eager for it and and we should be eager for it. And uh and I think s- sometimes and and we're just human we're just human and we want we want the shortcut we want the cheat code we don't we don't want to wait we uh we want our we want what we want when we want it and uh and we're we're all trained on conveniences and and one day shipping and uh we don't have to wait for anything anymore we really don't have to wait for anything anymore and uh and so it is this really important time to recognize that that yeah that um that Christmas is this opportunity to to break out of um, the the darkness that is around us um, in 2020, uh, and that and that yeah, the holidays are a difficult time for for a lot of people, and and this is gonna this might be a particularly difficult holiday for some people, and that um, and that to really 
reap the spiritual fruit and, and to really experience the inbreaking of the light uh, into our lives, into our hearts, is to, um, is to enter into this season of waiting and to enter into this season of penance and to, and to, and to, uh, and to fast and, and to do something to, to not necessarily just want to um, skip the pain numb the pain, avoid the pain, um, but, but to, to do the, the prayer and the penance um, to then when Christmas comes that, 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 that Christ will be able to receive Christ, which, which he is the light, um, that, that all, the, all of the lights and all the houses and all of the trees are just a, a dim reflection of the one true light, which is Christ. Um, and 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 the joy of Christmas carols and Christmas hymns that they are just mere echoes of, of 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 the the angelic sound you know rejoicing at the incarnation and so if we really want that if we really want to experience the light and the joy and the peace um, of the Christ Child at Christmas then then to not skip it not to skip Advent um, not to just not to celebrate Christmas every day but um, to to allow ourselves to to do the penance of just waiting. Um, of just waiting so that um, whatever 2020 wants to throw at us this last month, um, we can endure with the, the, the strength the, the, to be ready for, for, for Christmas. Amen. So um, Father Anthony just touched on this a little bit. Um, so sort of talking a little bit about the loneliness and the isolation of especially individuals um, who are cut off from their loved ones, their support system. Um, and we... You know, we pray for a lot of these people weekly, don't we, um, through, our, through our intercession nights and, and the different things that we offer, and, and we're so glad to do that. If, uh, obviously, you're, you're listening to this as a podcast. I'm, I'm generally the fella um, with the music, um, and you're obviously going to see um, one of our fathers here, and then also our brother Xavier, who I'm sure you'll hear in a future podcast, who is usually our, our MC. Um, so, obviously, um, you priest friars live and walk um, the spiritual fatherhood, and obviously some portions, very important ones of the temporal fatherhood as well. For those of us like myself that um, more walk in the temporal sense and also give the spiritual coverings to our families, I think a lot of us, um, and this could be a topic for a whole other podcast, there's really a phenomenon of, um, you know, with our various states of reopening of the church and in, in, in public masses that, gosh, you know, there are some people that are probably never going to come back to mass. And that really like, that hurts my heart, you know? Um, and, and, and some people that, you know, got used to not going and found that they really liked that. Now for us, so my, my wife and I, I'm sure for many of you who are parents who are listening there, who are um, doing your best to to walk the walk, to practice the Catholic faith, there's been some real significant difficulty um, like getting, getting kids motivated to go back to mass, to go back to catechism classes, to participate in online masses at home. My goodness, I'm sure, you know, a bunch of you are raising your hands right now. The online schooling thing, this, there's really a, th so th this year or two, praise God that it'd be less than that, will be things that documentarians make films about, right? People will write books about this. There will be studies. But so sort of uh, as we're coming to the conclusion, sort of uh, in, in the home stretch of our podcast today, what's some encouragement that you could give to um, people in my vocation, you know, that are just, you know, they're struggling to, to pull the rudder on the ship and turn around and, and, and you know, get, get their families back to mass? Uh, so I think this is, 
really important question. We've talked yeah. about it as friars. Yeah. Like the, yeah. there's a beauty to technology. We're using it right now. We're having a podcast. <laughs> right. And there's a, there's a real downside to technology mm. that, that, and I think you're seeing it, like, especially those who kind of put their hope in technology. I mean, there's a whole, whether we say it explicitly or not, but there's a whole group of people who, who are, who think technology is going to save the world, right? Science is going to save the world. Everything's scientific method. And I think we're seeing the whole downside of it, right? That it really can't, it doesn't touch the soul, right? Science may be able to answer the question um, how something works, but never why, right? And, and, and so this is, this is a really important aspect of recognizing that we've got to have times of technology-free uh, or technology-free time in our homes, right, as a family. Now, just like we take time for the Jesse tree, we're going we're gonna to take time for the Advent wreath. Uh, it's a, it's a, a technology-free hour. We're turning off the television. We're turning off the, the, the computer. We're turning off the iPads, the, the phones. Parents, you're going to have to be the exemplar. Turn off your phone, uh, right? I don't care who calls, right? For the sake of your kids, right? Like where we take times aside from all that technology, right? And, and, and I mean, the studies show, you can look at the studies, like even having a phone in your pocket, even if it's not going out on iPhone, causes anxiety. You actually just have anxiety with it's on there. And then if it like buzzes, you're like, hey, you know what? We're going to have a family time. Nobody check your phone. It buzzes in your pocket. You know where your mind is? That phone. Who texted? I wonder what they want, right? I got to get back. And, and so, but if we can, as a family, set up and, and recognize, okay, we're in a temporary situation that, that we have to do this online stuff. Um, but this is not, Jesus' incarnation, I'll give back to your point, Father Peter Teresa, Jesus became flesh, right? At the Mass, we receive his body and his blood, right? There's something, and Jesus set up the Mass for that reason because he wanted us to touch him, right? He's a, he's a sensual God, right? In, in the true sense, the true beautiful sense of that meaning, that, that we get to receive that, his body, right? And, and there's something because of the incarnation that we recognize that technology can never give, right? Um, a, talking to someone through a Zoom meeting is different than talking to someone in person. And we all recognize that. We're seeing all these, these downsides. And, and today with the mass, it's just not the same, right? So the parents who have to do it, the encouragement would be um, do what you have to, but one, don't let that technology mass substitute for you getting together and praying as a family. Like, okay, you know what? We just have to watch it. But then afterwards, you sit down, you have a discussion of the readings, you do devotionals, you do whatever it takes to get off that computer, not watching on a screen, and you're doing something as a family. Because, because that time together is going to be transformative, where you're turning off all that technology. And I do I want to encourage, maybe this could be your admin fast, like one hour a day, where you the whole family, even if you're not doing something together because you can't, but everybody has to turn off all technology for that hour, right? And preferably spend time together, you know, and, and that's going to be and eat dinner together. That would be so beautiful because we've got to, especially those who are, who are swallowing this hook, eye and sinker, that, that the kids, that, that we've got to get away from all that. We've got to step back from all that. There's a, there's a purpose to it. It can have a, it can have a means. It, 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 can be, it, can, it can be used correctly, but it can also take over your life in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, I really sympathize with mothers and fathers who all of a sudden their kid is, um, you know, has to um, do online school and they have to work from home and, and all the Zoom meetings and, and then, you know, struggling maybe to get um, their kids to, to want to go back to church because they can just watch it online. Why should I have to go? And, and, uh, I mean, I remember as a kid, just you know, the six of trying to get the six of us to get to the eleven thirty mass every <laughs> Sunday, and the the circus that that was, and and uh, and so it's hard. It's really hard. This is a really hard time. It's a really difficult time, and and uh, 
and I think one of the things maybe I've been reflecting on all of this is, is it is, I think there's a temptation to think as our, as our time as, as, as maybe unique and special and in history and, and, and perhaps it is. Um, but, but I think past generations had their own struggles and their own sort of, um, tragedies and, and, and difficulties of society that they had to face. And, and one of the things that keeps coming back to me is that, you know, that, that for whatever reason, God has called me to be alive during this time, um, that God has called me to being a priest during this time, and that God has called you to be a mother during this time, um, and God has called you to be a father during this time. Um, and, and so that the, the challenges that are unique to your parenting during this time in, 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 in history, um, that God knew it. God foresaw it. Um, God knew exactly what you were getting into uh, when you when you got married and had kids, and and he he saw twenty twenty coming, um, and he 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 was ready for it. And and there is grace available to us um, to have the grace to to be a mother, to be a father, to be a brother, to be a sister, whatever our state in life is, to be religious, to be a priest. That. Um, the, yeah, it's difficult, it's hard, it's challenging, but, um, but it's not beyond a Christian. Um, there is nothing, there is no challenge beyond a Christian because if God is for us, then who can be against us? Um, and and that, is, that goes for the priest, that goes for the family as well, that if we just keep giving our families to the Lord, um, we just keep fighting the good fight, we keep trusting in Him, um, that that we know who wins, um, that, that God wins. And that's what, that's what Christmas is, that it's the coming of Christ to fulfill those promises to redeem his people and that he has redeemed your family. He has redeemed your kids. He has redeemed this time. Um, and so we can hope and trust in that. Amen. Well, we're just coming to the end of our time. Um, something we're going to do as a feature of our podcast uh, each time is uh, we, we'd like to have a little bit of a moment of levity, a little bit of a pressure release valve, if you would. And so the question for this week, fathers, is what is your, and this can be either, what has been uh, your current, um, think of all time, favorite Advent or Christmas hymn or song? So start with Father Anthony. Wow. Okay. You know, this is, is a hard question. Um, you know, and, and I think just off the top of my head, mm-hmm, sure. the Holy Night, particularly Josh Groban. Okay. I mean, I can still remember the first time I heard it riding in a car with a couple of friends, you know, it just, it was like, it was like, wow, like I already like this song, but this, like there's, it just, it just hits you sometimes. Something just hits you. Um, so I think all time, there's a couple others that are probably up there. I have to say drummer boy. Guys, um, I mean, I heard a choir. I know it's one of those controversial songs. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I heard a choir do it one time. All these voices, like it was just, it just, it just really, really beautiful. And then Carol the bells. I just, I, don't know, I love that choir thing. All the mm-hmm. choirs all working mm-hmm. together, all singing different, different parts, different harmonies. Um, I know those are all Christmas songs. I mean, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel has got to be the Advent hymn of, course. of choice. Yes. You know, I mean, that's just the O antiphon, so beautiful. Um, so yeah, those probably, probably my tops on that that list. Yeah, you definitely over-delivered on the question, but that's good because some people need to people need to add some good stuff for their playlist. Amen. So, Father Peter Teresa, what, what about you? So for Advent, um, I mean, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is, I think, the Advent song par excellence. Um, and uh, you mentioned the O antiphons. Maybe we can do a podcast talking about the O antiphons. That might be a lot of fun. The, uh, the uh, but that's that's by far for me the the best uh, the best Advent song. My favorite. My favorite Christmas song is definitely The Little Drummer Boy. 
And uh, like you said, this is a song that's sort of a, a lightning rod. You either love the song or you hate this song. <laughs> Mary, and, did you know? That's way more of a lightning rod. Gosh. Yeah, that's true too. That's true. <laughs> oh, so too. What's your favorite line? Give me, give me the, give me the drummer boy line. My the, favorite the, the line you. in the little drummer boy. Um, oh, geez, Louise, I have, I have to like start singing it. Don't make me do that, Father. Um, but uh, I just, I just. So why I love the little drummer boy is because is this this little poor boy who has no gift to bring to a king. And all he has is just this little song. And, uh, and so I, I love that. I just love that. The whole humility of, of, of that scene and just how beautiful it is and, and just the humility of the, the Christ child and, and Mary smiling at the drummer boy. And, and so it's just... So basically uh, it sounds like Father Athanasius' vocation story in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, we're after He's a drummer or he was. That's Praise right. the Lord. Yeah. So, right. so I'm going to, I'm going to throw mine in too, because I've been thinking about this a lot. So for me, um, so yeah, Advent's kind of a foregone conclusion. Also as liturgical minister, there's only so many things you can pick from. Only Gosh, because so yeah. there's a lot of wonderful, um, non-Catholic hymnody and, and contemporary Christian songs where, um, they've got like an Advent verse and then a Christmas verse. I'm like, come on, I can only sing half of the song right now. What are you doing to me? But lo, how a rose they're blooming, mm. um, is, uh, cause it talks about, uh, Jesse's lineage that just reminds me of the O Anaphons. Um, and I, I love hearing a women's choir um, sing that unaccompanied, so a, a cappella. Um, and then, so my, but my favorite Christmas song of all time, which um, gets me emotional even thinking about it, is Welcome to Our World by Chris Rice. If you're not familiar with that, um, so Chris Rice is a, a non Catholic, um, but very um, holy and anointed uh, songwriter. Um, uh, kind of of the the 90s, 80s, 90s, and right, 2000s. Yeah. Um, really, really um, fantastic song. Um, and like the, the line that sticks out for me is, hope, hope that you don't mind our manger, how we wish we would have known. Long-awaited holy stranger, make yourself at home. Like it's just, it, it took me, you can ask my choir <laughs> at my parish every year, I can't get through the song and I have to back off the mic and they have to finish it for me. And it's just, I'm, it's just like, it's like one of those, wow. It's just so beautifully worded. That's um, the beauty of Christmas. Just like going, going through the anaphons, just, just like a holy night. Um, you know, um, the little drummer boy, which I, you know, it hasn't hit me as hard, but I've, I've heard some wonderful versions of that. Um, you know, I think it's it's all significant, and these are all wells we can draw from, yeah, D during this time, um, you know, time of waiting, of devotion, and of celebration. And so with that, we will bring this podcast to a close. We are so glad that you've joined us. Um, join us at least through Advent. We're kind of um, ready, fire, aiming with this one. Uh, we're just going for it. Again, this is the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to know more about this community, you can visit us on the web at www.becomefire.faith. Our social media on Facebook is facebook.com slash becomefire. Our Twitter is at becomefire. Our Instagram is at become underscore fire. And if you'd like to contact us on our website, there is a contact us tab. If you'd like to support the ministry, um, there's also a donate tab for there, you there as well. So, um, Father Anthony, um, as you are our uh, first uh, in the, the, the guest list and the input list today, why don't you close us with a blessing? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, especially as we prepare for Christmas, um, we just take a minute to 
just remember that the great mystery, uh, the great humility of Christ, who became man. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Blessed Advent. We love you.